You think you know me. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, welcome to the Kings of the Rings podcast, where we talk all professional wrestling. We'll talk WWE, NXT, TNA, and all the independent wrestling your little hearts can handle. This is a wrestling podcast for real wrestling fans. We are the Kings of the Rings podcast. I'm Will Tarashuk, and I'm joined every week by my man, my main man, Christian McLaughlin. Together, we form the Kings of the Rings, where we make wrestling real. You name a ring, and we will sure as hell become the king. It's time! Oh, it's time! It's Kings of the Rings! Time! Everyone, to the second episode of Kings of the Rings podcast. I'm your host. I'm Will Tarashuk. You can find me on Facebook and find me on Twitter. That's at Will Tarashuk. It's T as in Thomas, A R A S H U K. Now I'm joined every week by my man Christian. Christian, did you get that Facebook page side up yet? Uh, yeah, I'm working on it, Willie T. All right, where can we find you? Working Plug- on it real hard. I'm on Twitter at uh, Kickin' Cha. That's Kickin' without the G and C H A. Interesting. Okay, so once Christian gets that Facebook page up, you can find us there, Twitter. Uh, we are also on YouTube. It's Kings of the Rings Podcast. We finally got on iTunes. Christian, do you want to hear that story? Cause it's, I'd love to hear that it, story. It's, it's kind of awful. We also had NXT Rival last night. We had Raw on Monday night. And you can find all that, the podcast, everything on this beautiful website that I made and I'm still making. You can also find some of these things I wrote. I wrote the thing about Ken Anderson. Remember him? Bet you don't. Yeah. Coming on up. stole off Bleacher Report. I remember that. Yeah, I did not steal. It's a called inspiration. A little bit of deja vu there. All right, whatever. Coming right up, Kings of the Rings. <laughs> All right, Christian, you're going to call it Grand Theft Robbery. Let's do this. All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's start with... Uh, actually, let's start with my story. Getting getting this good up. This better be a good story. It, it took me... Probably about 12 hours total just to figure out how to get this thing to iTunes, just to get a, figure out how to get an RSS feed to figure out that I need a website. Like, they say podcasting is so easy, but creating one and getting it up there, it's pretty hard. Well, the hard part's over, Willie T. Yeah, now it's rolling now. Now, now a, few, a few bucks spent later and my mom's credit card and we are good to go. So, so we have the website. So I tried to figure out how to get an RSS feed. So I used WordPress. And apparently I have to use WordPress.org, not WordPress.com. I have to get a hosting Ooh. domain. Wow. And I did. I literally searched Google everywhere trying to figure out how to do it for free and Apple. And, and, and if I, I got it on .com and I got an RSS feed, but then um, they wouldn't get the picture. Like the image for some reason, iTunes was just like, sorry. Mm-hmm. So, because of that, shout out to my friend Patrick Hopkins who designed our logo. It's absolutely beautiful. Hey, Patty Hopkins. Um, so yeah, I eventually just had, so I talked to my friend, he was like, yeah, just get a plug-in. I'm like, 
the hell's a plugin? And he's like, yeah, you can put it on WordPress. I'm like, there's no plugins here. Is it .org? I'm like, no, it's .com. So what you need .org. So I ended up getting .org, and now, and now here we are talking about NXT. Christian, you watched NXT wow, tonight. That's captivating. That was a captivating story, Willie T. It had a lot of swearing and anger and frustration. So Willie T, I heard you watch NXT last night. I did watch NXT last night. Now, the what did you think of it? The second half of the show was some of the best wrestling I've seen since the last NXT takeover. I'd agree with that Falcon Balor match. Uh, the Sami Zayn, the main event there. Wasn't really a great match, in my opinion. Good uh, storytelling, though. It was good storytelling. We'll get into that a little bit later. But let's start with the Tyler Breeze and Hideo Itami match. Now, this match was kind of an impromptu. They showed a little uh, preview of him attacking Breeze, attacking Itami in the back, and I guess for some reason had a match. But it was it was a good match. Tyler Breeze, like a little fallen off the ladder, but he still has what it takes. But he was just clearly said to put Itami over, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah, I always wasn't too invested in this match, but I always love to see a Tommy at work. He came so close to putting him up in the GTS, and like fans are going nuts, and then he just he teased it. When is he going to hit this GTS, even though it's not going uh, to Probably never going to happen. It's unfortunate. You think Punk would put a lawsuit? Could you imagine if Punk put a lawsuit? Kenta had it first. And, uh, Kenta did have it first. He stole it from CM Punk. But the, my main takeaway from this match is that a Tommy is getting used to WWE style. I mean, it's it's kind of documented, and Triple H has said this, that he just, he just needs to let loose. And it looked like his, he's starting to, because Japanese style is very it's very rough, and like he actually hits him. He doesn't want to actually hurt him. Very stiff. Very stiff. Thank you. I'm trying to think of the word. Very stiff, but he's he's getting there, and I think we'll see him in WWE sooner rather than later. Yeah, he showed a new finisher, too. I don't know how I feel about it. Which one was that? It was the uh, running, like, single-leg dropkick kind of thing. Oh, it was Daniel Bryan's running knee. Daniel Bryan's running knee was also stolen from Kenta. So, yeah, it was like that. Mm, interesting. So right after that, we had the Baron Corbin versus Bull Dempsey match. Now, when they first had this rival set up uh, weeks ago, I was so excited. Corbin squashing everybody, Bull Dempsey squashing everybody. I'm a Bull Dempsey guy. I love Dempsey. I want to see him succeed. Well, I don't. I He's a bland character to me. I don't like the singlet look. Just not an imposing looking guy to me. Uh, he looks terrible. I don't buy into it. If I hear, bull, 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 it's enough, it's enough to make me go nuts. And yeah, I'm get not excited. buying it. Now, I, it's, when I heard this is no DQ, I was very excited. I excited for this match, and we didn't really get it. This match was kind of a dud. It didn't even need to be a no DQ match. Nothing happened that was no disqualification. What do you, did anything happen? I don't think so. I think they had just a, him taking the chair. chair. He didn't even hit him with the chair. Yeah. But yeah, this match very lackluster. Uh, the finish it was just Bull Dempsey laying the heat on the whole time to this seven foot tall monster. He didn't get a single bit of offense until the end with his ca- a catch finish on a guy like that. That is. T- and this, never mind this one match, this whole rivalry has just been, it's been garbage. I mean, I expected, because we haven't seen these guys been in a match over like three minutes before these guys fought. And this, the matches were still very short. I want to see if these guys can go and not just do squash matches. Because right now, I don't think Baron Corbin is really ready for the main roster anytime soon. Uh, I just want to see this feud ended. I don't see how this was Baron Corbin's fault at all. He was put in a match where the ring psychology was off. It was 
bad booking call from the start. You know, he should have been just squashing him the whole time. I don't know. I mean, upside down, I wish they gave them more time to work because to show what he's got. But, you know, it is where it is. This rivalry mm-hmm. is definitely over. No, I don't think it's a good rivalry for him to be with in a serious, you know, contention with. I don't think Bull Dempsey can say, oh, I can beat him a fourth time. It's like, you know, just, just sit down and go play with your Legos. But we had a tag team match. Uh, we wanted the Blue Dragons to get their rematch against Murphy and Blake, or might as well just be insert names here, because I, I think that his title holders. I don't know why these guys have the titles. The match was... It's full of botches. Kalisto missed a few things over the rope, and he slipped, but he went and did anyway. The guy, the guy can still. He reminds me a lot of Rey Mysterio, but I don't think if you, unless you're Rey Mysterio, you can't be a, Me- a Mexican guy in a mask <laughs> and get over. Uh, every luchador reminds you of Rey Mysterio. I bet. <laughs> yes, but I mean, Sin Cara. I mean, when he first came up, I was like, oh, it's little Rey Mysterio. But even though he's <laughs> <God>. bigger, <laughs> but oh, he's- Blue Demon Junior. Oh, that's Rey Mysterio. <laughs> I miss Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I don't. I like I like the Lucha style, but I mean... Have you just, watched Lucha Underground at all? I have not watched Lucha Underground at but all. But you like the Lucha style. That is fantastic programming right there. That has everything. I think they have some of the episodes on YouTube if you want to watch they that. They do. They also have it on um, like Daily Motion. You can, you oh, can it's amazing. WatchWrestling.com. You can, you can find it anywhere. I, sh- I should watch it. I mean, I watch TNA, but I don't watch Lucha Underground. I don't know. That's kind of a crime. Yeah. What were we talking about? The tag team the, match? The, the tag team yeah, match. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I was, like, I was watching it, but I was also like on Twitter just like half half kind of watching it. But the main, really the main takeaway from this was that at the end of the match... Who um, even won? Uh, Blake and Murphy won. Okay. I mean, of course they won, because Sin Cara is still in WWE television without Kalisto. Yeah. So I don't know what the plan is there, because the tag team division in WWE is just a joke, and they need anything they can get. How about that women's match, huh? Yeah, we'll get to that, too. Um, we also had... Was that not... That was not the next one. That was the co-main event. Oh, whoops. Yeah, then we had the uh, the Solomon Crow is arriving next week. Yeah. Guy, I didn't even know his name until I listened to other Solomon podcasts. Crow. He was saying... Uh, he has a hacker gimmick. That's pretty much all I know about hacker him. Hacker gimmick. I mean, because he put up with Tyler Breeze, like a little thing, and the announcers alluded to it. Do you think he's going to be feeding with Tyler Breeze, or who do you put him with? Uh, I don't know if he'd be feuding with Tyler Breeze. I feel like uh, Solomon Crow has kind of a heel gimmick, so I don't think putting him with Tyler would make a good feud. Maybe uh, Hideo Itami, they're both small guys, might work. Okay, because I, I don't know anything about this guy's style. I've never seen him wrestle a match, but I'll, I'll look him yeah, up. Yeah, he's a pretty small guy. Like five. So after that, we came to the best match of the each of the year. They're early in the year, but it's, it's February. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty early it's in the year. It's February 12th, but I can say without a shadow of a doubt, Adrian Neville versus Finn Balor was the best match I have seen this year. What a match. I mean, the only thing I was disappointed about was that I was hoping Finn Balor would come out in a different face paint, but the second time around, the second time around, it was still amazing. The crawl with the music and the arm extension with the music. And it was just, I don't know. I feel like uh, he came out a little too early with the entrance. You think so? Yeah, like the heartbeats the first time uh, at our evolution. I feel like it lasted longer. I don't know. Maybe he was just excited because he knew he was going over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a match. I honestly would have bet money that Adrian Neville would have won without a shadow of a doubt just to go for one more push at the title before he gets called up. But no. No, I knew, I knew they weren't putting him in the title scene again. But 
that is honestly what I expected from those two. They're both phenomenal competitors. Have wrestled all around the world. I expected nothing less than four star quotes from these guys. I'd say four. It was four point five. When when Neville hit that. Shoot, yeah, you would say that. Yeah, Willie T. I would say four point five. That that shooting star press, uh, reversed for the pin. I <clears throat> did. I thought that was it. I thought Neville was gonna win right there. One, two, mm-hmm. three. But no, he reversed it and he still kicked out. I, that, so that's why you give it that extra half a star. Well, it's something I've never seen before. What a roll-up pin! No, I mean it's reversing it like that. I mean, how do you, how do you, when he's doing like a four fifty flip in the air, how do you just reverse that and do a roll-up like that? Science, science, physics, science. The the spots in this match, Finn Finn Barlow's the foot stomp to the chest. That 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 looks like it hurts a lot. Even, I'm getting a little sick of the outside dies in NXT. Every single match has one. Well, Daniel Bryan. That's dangerous, man. That stuff's dangerous. It looked like, uh, what's his name, Sami Zayn actually knocked his head pretty hard last night. It did. I mean, a few times when he when he dove over the ref, he did it, what, twice, three times? This, the first time, it didn't look like he really hurt himself. The yeah. second time, it looked like he actually could have concussed himself there. Yeah, well, and we'll get into that match, too. There's a lot of, yeah, I yeah. guess you could say, controversy. Just while we were on the top. Questions we had, but we can move on to that match. Sasha Banks, girl. Watch this one either. Your girl got that title. Good for her. Good she for her it. is she she did earn it. I was kinda not not Bailey, not Sasha Banks. Who was the other one? It was Bailey, Sasha Bank. Um Becky Lynch. She's the hottest one. Becky Lynch. I was hoping I was kinda hoping she would win. I don't know why. I just wanted her to win. No, I didn't want her to win. Good. She hasn't earned her stripes. Good for Sasha Banks. Did you see that little confrontation at the ends with uh Charlotte? They kinda like it kinda looked like oh. Charlotte broke character a little bit with the hug and she's like, Oh wait and she kinda like pushed her away. No, I didn't see any of the women's match. I just saw the very end when she uh, she won the title, and then I skipped forward. Two-hour show, whatever. So yeah, it was late. And it's, was... It, it's still women's wrestling, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we have the main event, Owens versus Zane. I was so happy for this match. This match was, I mean, in, in ring, it might have not been the technically the best match, but the story was there. The guys yeah. were there. Sami Zayn, if he wasn't really hurt, that guy shows how knows how to sell. Yeah, I was excited going into the match. Uh, honestly, I felt like coming out didn't walk away with exactly what I wanted. I don't know if I wanted Zayn to win clean or I really don't know what I wanted to walk away with there. But I just felt like it wasn't executed right. And if he was actually hurt, I mean, I guess I, was a, I guess I was a decent finish to the match, but... Yeah, it looked like if that's not a kayfabe injury, it looked like he really banged his head off that. Kevin Owens went into Brock Lesnar mode. I mean, the announcers even alluded to it. This is more like uh, Lesnar versus Cena at SummerSlam. And I thought that was a little much because Sami Zayn got in more offense than Cena did. Like, by a lot. And it was a little closer than that. But by the end, when he powerbombed him like three times in a row, just one after another after another after another, and he wanted to go for a fourth, and the was like, hold on, buddy. No. And honestly, I honestly thought he was going to give the title back to Zayn and for some reason disqualify him. Like, when he gave the title to Owens, I was just, my jaw dropped. I was like, holy hell. Like, this is amazing. I think psychology-wise, though, it was kind of weird for him to do the dive, come back in. You're not supposed to be hurt after the dive, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a big move, big offensive move. He comes back in and then just is getting the heat put on him by Owen. So that's why I think it might have been an actual injury. But, 
you know, that might be me eaten out of their hands again. Yeah. So if you think it was an actual injury, do you think Zane was supposed to go over and just like... Ah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I don't see. I don't think so. Because if if it was a real injury, you still stick to the plan. Like remember when Austin broke his neck? He just had that dinky little roll up. Now yep. the first time I started, I didn't know he broke his neck. But like, you know, sometimes you can be so out of it that you just don't even know what's going on. You know, he could have been blacked out for all we know. I seen Jericho. Uh, was it Jericho? No, Bubba Ray. He blacked out from something that looked, you know, not even as bad as that. Jericho spiking his head off the mat. Mm-hmm. Remember when uh, in the news a few weeks ago it said Hardy blacked out and got like a severe concussion? Yeah, that I was didn't that see was the spot. It but. was it was this week on Impact and it was incredible. I will tell you about it. I mean, ten seconds of TNA is might be a little pushed up to two minutes of TNA because Jeff Hardy deserves deserves some recognition. But before we get there, out of out of ten, what do you give NXT Rival? I'd say like a seven ish. Seven? I'd give yeah. it, I'd give it a solid eight. Our Evolution was a 10. That was amazing. Our Evolution was definitely a 10. Top to bottom, it was like almost almost perfect. But tonight, yeah. la- excuse me, last night with the few botches and it's the, the lackluster match, it just, an 8 to solid number because that, that Finn Balor match. Yeah, I'm still going with 7. Okay. I can tell you what wasn't a 7 though. Raw. Raw from Monday night. Cause I, yeah, that's I'm, never a 7. I'm a little, I'm a little confused because... Well, we started out with Reigns' promo, and as far as Roman Reigns' promos and promos in general, he is moving in the right direction. Whatever mm-hmm. WWE with him, I like it. I liked his promo. I thought it was good. Um, a little slip-up, but that's what happens when you have to memorize lines. But he said he's going to beat the Beast, and I quite honestly I kind of believed him and kind of got behind him a little bit. Yeah, I don't remember the promo exactly, but I completely disagree with what they're doing with Reigns. They're totally made him look like a heel on raw from everything down the line just made him look like a heel i don't know if that's what they're going for but that's what they i got. hope not that's not what they should be going for if he's going up against lesnar see i i don't know what they should do with him that's kind of the problem he's gonna be this weird tweener because throughout the night you had people cheering him you had people booing him and you even had people going no instead of chanting yes for daniel bryan and i not like people were kind of turning on him but when, mm-hmm. when when he came out he came out and confronted reigns he still got the pop he got the yes yes chant going but like when mm-hmm. paul Heyman was delivering his promo there was a lot of no's going around it wasn't just that one guy in the front being a freaking jackass i don't know if that was directed at daniel bryan he was talking about Daniel Bryan, though, and people going no, over, <laughs> along with the yeses. But yeah, end of Raw, they should have beat him clean, beat Big Show and, um, who's that other guy? Undertaker's brother. Kane. Yeah, Kane, that's his name. Yeah, that was dumb. That, yeah, they should have beat them clean, and then just shook hands in the ring and said, see you at Fastlane. But no, Reigns does the heel tag. Gets the win, and then they get in each other's faces. That just make Reigns look like a heel. Yeah, he he speared. Uh, I think it was Joey Mercury, and Brian Brian said this too. Like he said what everyone was thinking. Like you just sat out in the floor and took a nap for twenty minutes, just like <sighs> you did. With, pretty much, I wanted to say, say just like you did at the Rumble. You should and, have said that to his face. Uh, yeah, I, I should have. If I could have send jumped, him a tweet. Uh, I, I will send him a tweet. King's tweet at him and be like, hey, remember when Daniel Bryan said, <laughs> oh, you were taking a nap on the floor. You did that at the Rumble, too. Yeah, KOTR underscore podcast. I'll tweet him right now. Totally burn him. <laughs> See what he says. He's, I'm just a guy getting rich. All right, the one thing I did like 
was the sting segment. I feel like they did that. Yeah. Perfectly. That that sting that sting segment we can we can skip down to that right now. Skip down to my notes. WWE continues. Don't tell the fans you have notes. Everyone has notes. You can't do a I'm podcast without notes. Fucking around. Jesus. That was perfect. The, the WWE production team and just the way they the way they do video packages like they do with Cena, but just focusing on Sting. The crows. Every time I hear that crow, it just like kind of freaks the hell out of me. The spotlight that it was um, Heath Slater that ran into the ring dressed as Sting. I heard it was Damian Sandow. I honestly, I thought it was Sandow too. The first time I saw, it, I was like, "That's Sandow," but then I heard yeah, it was I Slater. End of the day, I was just kidding. End of the day, who cares? It was a little joke. It was a little joke. I honestly know because Sandow dresses up like people. That I, was the joke. I know, but I honestly got thought it was Sandow for a split second. Then I read it; it might have been Slater. <laughs> but whatever. Most important thing is that it wasn't Sting, but mm-hmm. Triple H. Triple H sold the hell out of that promo. He did a good job, and the fact that um, Sting wasn't there obviously and didn't say a word like the the i accept up on the that was awesome it was perfect kevin dunn had the camera angle perfect just the spotlights shut up who's kevin dunn you know who kevin dunn is i don't the uh cameraman he's the producer you know who kevin dunn is oh he's the ring announcer i honestly didn't know his no he's not the ring announcer he's the guy in the back he's the guy in the back who does the uh he does the slow motion thing and the uh camera angles how am I supposed to know who that is? You Why do you know. expect me to know that? Because Kevin Dunn is the new Vince Russo of WWE. The internet hates him for no reason. Dude, I don't follow like, an internet fan, boys. All right, whatever. All right, moving on. But I am so excited for the, con- con- the con- confrontation with Triple H yep. and Sting. I wonder if Sting's actually going to speak. Do you want him to speak? I don't want him to speak. I think he's not that great on the mic, you know. He was good in the eighties. He's a little flamboyant now. Back in TNA, his uh his Joker character, that was pathetic. What? But I think if he keeps his he keeps the words down to a minimum, he should be alright and okay. be that brooding. Okay, you do not just diss Joker sting. Dude, I know you love the uh, oh it's showtime. That nonsense. Ugh. Dude, he delivered such good promos with no, Joker Sting. No, that was sting. trash. Oh, that was my all God. trash. How dare you? How yeah, dare but I think you? he keeps it down to a minimum. You know, acts like the brooding yeah. Sting from WCW yeah. should be right. Late late nineties WCW Crow Sting. I mean, Crow Sting was the most famous Sting, and the Sting, arguably the most famous Sting, the Sting everyone loves. Yeah, so it, it was it really. Thank you, Willie. Too. Some people like Surface. Thanks sting. for informing the kid. C-Mac. No arguing. It was the most famous though. First, we didn't even mention the first match. It was that first tag match that no one cares about the ending. What was it? It was it was just a tag match between. I honestly don't don't remember the rest of Raw. I'm was, not even kidding. It was Re- it was Reigns and Debray versus Kane and Big Show. And yep. That ended in a disqualification because Big Show threw him over the ring announcer or whatever. Whatever. Yep. I remember but, Rusev coming out because I actually care. Yeah. Rusev came out, but before before we get into Rusev, I just want to talk about the Ryback and Rollins match. Have fun. I don't. I don't want to talk about Ryback because I don't care about Ryback. I don't you last... said on the last podcast that yeah. you were a huge Ryback but, fan. But I am a huge that Ryback you love fan. Feed me more. I do love Feed Me More. Then why do you not care about Ryback? Because if you're a huge Ryback because fan? because last night he didn't do anything. Right now he I never don't... does anything. Right now I don't care about Ryback because he was in a few minute match and then it just ended in disqualification because J and J security. Now Jesus I, Christ, I, man, like, you're flaky. We, we get it. Rollins is a heel, but 
where why isn't he heelish? Like I'm sick of WWE doing these DQ matches. Like there's so many of them. And two in a row to start your show, it's not a way you want to start off a Raw. When are we going to talk about the Rollins dick pics? Well, apparently, we were released while he was in the match. Are we talking about him now? Hey, do you want to talk about him now? Do you want to talk about Rollins' dick? Go for yeah, it. Yeah, let's just talk about him for the the back half of the show. Go. I don't know, Willie T. What do you think? You think that's going to hurt his career? No, because if, if it was Dolph Ziggler or someone who wasn't on the top, it would totally yeah. would. Like, uh, I think Darren Young is going to be more hurt. With his career, by the fact that he doesn't approve of WWE going to UAE, then then Seth Rollins is gonna have the, the dick pic. Still, man, people, he's not like he's replaceable, you know. Rollins? He could get hurt from that, yeah. Could, but WWE already released a statement saying they're not gonna take repercussions for it. I mean, because they okay. honestly believe that it wasn't his fault because his, his his account got hacked. Maybe it was some ex girlfriend. Maybe it was Renee Young. For all we know. Yeah. Did you see the pictures? I I didn't see the pictures. You didn't see him. Did you see the pictures? I saw them. Did you like them? It was, uh... Yeah, it was average size. The girth was decent. Yeah, they were alright. Moving on. From one, dick, <laughs> from one dick to another, we had we had the Seamus vignette. You're calling Seamus a dick? Seamus is a dick. Dude, Seamus is a saint. He's I a mean, Celtic saint. I thought, I, I'm not gonna lie. This this little package... The, the music, the bagpipes, it kind of felt like I was watching Braveheart. Uh, Braveheart's Scottish... Seamus is Irish. I'm happy to see Seamus. I'm happy to... You they, they, just called Seamus a Scot. I'll remember that. Fine, remember it. It's like a moonsault in a shooting star press, right? All that, you gotta take little notes, send me flashcards. Yeah, everybody. William Tarashuk does not know what a shooting star press is or a moonsault. I know what they are. I just got my words mixed up. Alright, so what about Seamus? Here's what I think they're gonna do. And I know you complete disagreement disagree with me on this but here's what's gonna happen they're building it's gonna be like, like kevin owens they're building up as a face he's gonna come back at fast lane because next week's the go home show right for the yep. fast lane they're gonna say returns at fast lane and yep. he's gonna have a match or he's just gonna interfere with the main event and be the main the top heel in the company by kicking um brian in the face reigns goes on to wrestlemania and d brian sheamus have the match it's gonna happen Except it's nothing like Kevin Owens because people care about Kevin Owens and no one gives a shit about Sheamus anymore. And if he puts them in a feud with Daniel Bryan, people will lose their fucking minds because no one will be invested in that. No one will care. That's a waste of a match for Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. I mean, I get it's like the, oh, he beat him in 18 seconds. It's a redemption thing. That Mm -hmm. happened, what, three years ago? No one even remembers that. I mean, other than the fact that it launched Daniel Bryan, that's that's people like the thing is, Sheamus went over in those eighteen seconds, but Bryan got more out of it in the end. He didn't even go over. No one cared. Technically, he went over because you know winning is going over. When he but. was first to face feuding with um, Christian, I did like to face Sheamus when he was feuding with Orton. I thought he was entertaining, but it just kind of got stale. And he just he needs to turn back heel. He's gonna turn heel, and if he turns heel, he's gonna be the new top heel in the company just because. <sighs> He's feuding with Daniel Bryan. It's going to take a little bit of heat off of Reigns, which is what he needs going into Mania. You think Sheamus is going to be the new top heel in the company? Because this this match... He has no depth to his character. He's a pale Irish guy. He, he, He plays a pretty good heel, though. Yeah, but, like, not as a top heel in the company. He's like a three man band heel, like that level. I can't believe they had him feud with Triple H. That's insane. He 
well, they never deserved that at any point in his career. Well, they're buddies. Triple H brought him into the um, company. Yeah. And that's why Sheamus has had the position where he's at. It's because of Triple H, because they're friends. Okay. So, if he's because he's fucking huge. If he's not the top heel of the company. So Rusev will be the new top heel in the company because they are building him up and they are building him up right. Rusev already is the top heel in the company in my eyes. Rusev is a monster. Rusev is a war machine and nothing can stop Rusev. I love That's Rusev. the bottom line. Now what what do you think of the stipulation for Fastlane? They're going to put him um put the belt on a line for Cena. That's not a stipulation. That's called a title match. Okay, what do I think I, about the title I, I love, on the line? I love that you're here to correct me. <laughs> what do I think about the title yeah, on the line? I, I just think this means Rusev's going to go over. A stipulation is like no disqualification, okay, uh, yeah. false count anywhere. Miscommunication pay, of words. I pay death match. Punjabi prison match. Casket match. Let's see, lumberjack match. Uh, right. Steel cage. All right, so who's, who's going to win? No disqualification. Who's going to win the match? No holds barred. Hell in a Cell. Street fight. Viagra on a pole match. <laughs> that was a thing. East, uh, WCW, I think. Two- what was it? As a Viagra on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> they were feuding over... Um, I forget who they were feuding over. It was a Viagra... Look it up. It's, most, it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> Uh, if you well, watch, if you what watch, what were we talking about? We were talking about Rusev. Okay, the title line <laughs> for Rusev. Um, I think that would be. I'd be okay now if John Cena wins because just seeing him with the U.S. title would be funny enough to me, where I'd be okay if he beat Rusev clean. I wouldn't mind seeing him with the title again, but um, the U.S. title. Yeah. I like it just because it would give it a little prestige, and also it just takes John Cena down a notch. It takes him down a notch, and Cena really made that belt. Something in the early 2000s, like when he yeah, had the he belt made it spin. and put the spitter That's on it. Something. The, the belt was still relevant and it was pretty relevant. It was a big stepping stone for him. And I think to see him have it again, I don't think he will because the problem with this match is you know how they never want Cena to tap out? Yes. Um, what Rusev's finisher is the accolade, which is a submission. He's going to display a new finisher at Fastlane. He's going to put him, he's going to win. Really? Did you read this on the dirt sheets? Yeah, I read that somewhere. What's the finisher going to be? It's some kind of powerbomb. Don't lie to me. Look it up. That's a dumb finisher. It kind of fits I'm so in. sick of seeing power bombs. I'm sick of Kevin Owens' powerbomb finisher. I didn't want that to be his finisher. I would have rather seen that dumb pump handle neckbreaker be his finisher than a fucking pop-up powerbomb. I've always liked powerbombs. Like, yeah, they're cool-looking moves, but it's overdone, you know? It is overdone, but it looks like they hurt. They're not. It's like the most simple back bump. You know what hurts? The razor's edge. Yeah, that looks like it hurts. You fall on like the back, the back of your the shoulders. That, that hurts. The top of your shoulders. That looks like it hurts. Have you taken yeah. a power bomb bump? You wrestling and wrestling wrestler yeah. to be. Yep. So, Not German. I'm a German suplex though. That that suplex Zane put on Owens looked like it hurt. Exploder suplex. Yeah, that looked like it hurt. Dude, any any power move into the corner gets such a huge pop. It's awesome. Rusev might have a powerbomb finish or something. He's going to display something. I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to look Did like. Did you actually read this or are you speculating? I, I heard it somewhere. It makes sense because they like to build up Cena that he never taps out, never give up. And to have him tap out Rusev doesn't really make sense. I mean, yeah, you could just pass out like everyone else does. Yeah, though. but he doesn't, he doesn't do that either. 
I mean, mm-hmm. Cena has tapped out before. He tapped out in, like, 2005 or something. Um, so it is on the record that he's tapped out, but since then he hasn't tapped out. Who did he tap out to? I have no idea, but this, this guy on another podcast always talks about how Cena's tapped out before. But anyway, Rusev's going over. You don't know who tapped out to. I, don't have, I have no idea. It better have been Kurt Angle. It was not Kurt Angle. What year was it? Like, 05 or something. What year did he leave? Angle? I think Angle left in 06. Okay. So So it was Angle then. Mhm. But the main thing is is that this feud will not be over. No, I th- I think they're going to carry it into WrestleMania. It'll go to Mania. Uh, so who else go is Cena going to face at WrestleMania? Yeah. It's going to be Cena with 1-1 at Mania then Extreme Rules. Honestly, I hope Rusev wins. I have hope You're for him winning. You're thinking too far ahead. Y- y- we got to focus on WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania season. You don't look past WrestleMania when it's WrestleMania season. Right, fine. Cena goes over. That's sacrilege, Willie T. WrestleMania is the big one. There's none past WrestleMania. So just just another example of um, WWE's production. Did you do you catch that video package of Cena taking the beatings over his career? I forgot how much he got his ass kicked. And some of the vicious. It was all pretty recent stuff. It was all like the Nexus. And everything after, so I remember. I remember pretty much all of it. They had Big Show throwing him through the light. Yep. The guy is. The guy has been beaten up over his career. This guy's been going for what, over twelve twelve years. He's a workhorse. He is. He is. He's a workhorse and a gentleman. I don't know why everyone hates Cena. It's just because he's overexposed. You know, he's never. If he took, you know, a six month leave and no one talked about him, like he had that two month leave last year. And all they did was show promos the whole time he was gone. If he took like a six-month leave and nobody talked about him, it would be the biggest pop when he came back. It would be cheering for him to win the title. Like Royal Rumble 08? Yeah. MSG? He hasn't had a leave since then. He really hasn't. That's when I started watching. That was another thing that got me onto Raw, that Cena pop. I'm like, who's this John Cena guy? Holy hell. Anyway, when I saw that... um. Promo that says attribute to John Cena, I'm like another one, like really. But then they they threw this package on me, and I was like, wow, this is top notch. What did you think it was gonna be? You I, thought it was gonna be an actual no, like, you know, like highlight of John Cena's career remember, when the heels were right, showing it. Remember when the Authority did a fake John Cena appreciation? I thought it was gonna be like that. That was oh, that was way different. So that's what I expected, but I was so happy, and honestly, it made me like John Cena again. Yep. And that that package, I mean, even. See, uh, Lana's Lana's promo. I mean, she's really just out there to look at, but she can deliver a good promo. Rusev, his his on mic. He what he does is fine. He shouldn't talk too much. Talk exactly what it was. Yeah. And see, dude, when he said he was gonna kick Big Show in the groin, that was the best <laughs> promo I've seen in the past five years. He just like straight to the point. Like you say, oh, I'm gonna kick your ass. Okay, yeah, it's you know it's a figure of speech. If you tell someone you're gonna kick them in the groin, he means business. Yeah, Rusev does mean business. And Cena came out, did his Cena promo. It got really loud. But his eye, that shiner. Ouch. Yeah, what about it? Did you read that afterwards? He said um his eye injury might have gotten a little worse. Now, is that kayfabe? That was that was so that, kayfabe. That's kayfabe. Yeah, that yeah. that eye thing. I've got worse on the middle school pavement. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that um he'll take some time off with the eye. He won't, but I'm hoping. But moving on, we had another um Wyatt. I heard Chuck Palumbo is coming back. Oh, could you the imagine? Fast lane. Chuck effing Palumbo. I heard Chuck Palumbo was the fake sting. 
He said he's semi-retired. Chuck Palumbo makes things, everybody. <laughs> we've had we've had enough Chuck Palumbo talk on this podcast for no, a lifetime. No, we haven't. For a lifetime. He's your favorite of all time, and you're already sick of talking about he's him. Not my, did you not hear me last time? It's CM Punk. It's Killswitch Punk. No, you said it was Chuck Palumbo I said, was. I said Chuck Palumbo got me into wrestling and got me to stay. Oh. Big difference. Okay, chill. <laughs> so we had the an, another Wyatt and Ziggler match, and this was pretty much just a repeat from last week. Um, Didn't watch that. Yeah, I, I kind of, I, I kind of skipped through a little bit of it, a little bit of it, because I knew Ziggler was gonna lose, and that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Poor Ziggler. I mean, I this is really. I don't care. I hate Dolph Ziggler. I don't know why all you internet fanboys love him. I'm not a fan of Dolph Ziggler. I think he's mediocre on the mic. His ring skills are. Nothing, uh, you know, nothing special, nothing to look back at. Don't really like his look. Um, I don't know. He just doesn't do it for me. I don't know why you all like him. His selling's fucking fantastic. His, I'll give him that. His, his selling is, like, him and Sami Zayn could have a sell-off. And, oh my Sami God. Zayn's selling last night was a little much. That was, when he got whipped into the turnbuckle, that was way overselling. You, you can oversell. That is true. I'll yeah. Back and oh, yeah, again. you absolutely can. Ziggler lost twice in a row to Wyatt. Yeah, like, he's not in a feud with them, but he's, he's kind of in this lull where he's not doing anything. This and, lull he's been in for the last three years. Yeah, that, that too. I mean, he had the Intercontinental Champion. He could have made it something. What did he do? They didn't. I mean, we'll get into Bad News Barrett later, but it it's just not looking good. And he's he said in interviews that he's frustrated with WWE management. And you know, every time you complain, they just don't book you for anything. He's not going to at WrestleMania. If anything, he's going to be in the Andre the Giant Memorial, and he's going to be like in the final Are they doing that again? I'm pretty sure it's annual. Every time you complain to WWE management and management, that what were we talking about? <laughs> I had a joke. I botched it. <laughs> Botchamania. You botched it like Kalisto last night. Jesus! <laughs> You ever watch Botchamania? No. Aw, oh, come on. Send me a link. That's the best. Just look it up on YouTube. There's like 300 of them. All right. So we, we, we've seen when people f- get frustrated and they talk out about management. We've seen it with Cesaro. We've seen it with Ziggler before. But yeah, Ziggler, I don't see anything for him. That that dream match with, quote, dream match with Brian isn't going to happen. And I think that's okay. Um, yeah. What would you like Bri- What would you like to see Brian in at WrestleMania? I would like. I have no idea. Yeah, that's what I thought. Whatever, whatever they put him with. I mean, I would like to see him with Ziggler, but it's not gonna happen. I just don't really realistically seeing it happen because. I wouldn't like to see that. They went on uh, Ziggler went on social media and did it himself, and nothing done no. likes that. They like Vince likes to be a control. He's a control freak, clearly. Yeah, has he told you that? He has. He he tweeted me. Okay. He tweeted me. Not 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 KOT on Squad Podcast. He tweeted me at uh. Will Tarashuk at Will Tarashuk. Okay. You like those streamers yeah, plugs? AOTR podcast has one follower, so I would be surprised if he tweeted you there. It's me. I'm pretty <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's you. Yeah, you're supposed to be tweeting over there, Mr. Social Media Coordinator. Dude, I have so much stuff going. I shoveled for nine hours today. Um, nine hours. I didn't I w- sleep last night. I just stayed up all through the night, and I just shoveled for nine hours. I will I will give you a pass for shoveling up up five, five to snow. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So we had a um, Paul Heyman promo, the Brian William, Brian Williams. Yeah, Paul Heyman versus Zack Ryder at WrestleMania. 
just pretty fun. Read those dirt sheets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's happened. Uh-huh. You, you sure? I read it somewhere. I, I'd probably pay to see it. But I love I love Paul Heyman's promos. And after WrestleMania, if Brock leaves, um, I really hope he sticks around and does something. Yep. Even just even just as a as a writer, as a booker, something. He needs to be involved with his company. Hmm. Leather strap match is also a stipulation. <laughs> Christian, I swear to God. <sighs> that might be the title of the podcast, list list of stipulations. <laughs> Alright. So what about Paul Heyman? Yeah, I don't think they'll let him they'll let him leave. Dude, how many people did he manage last year though? And it, they just all flopped. Curtis Axel, Ryback, Cesaro. Just nothing. It's like, oh I'm a Paul Heyman guy now. No, just putting Paul Heyman with you doesn't make you a good character. You gotta put him with the right character. That's the thing. Yeah. You gotta put him with the right character. Yeah. So we had another win for Cesaro and Kid. <sighs> Christian, your guys. Yeah, I like them. I I do like them too. I still am not convinced they're going somewhere, but I like what they're doing. I like their work. Are you seeing the big swing drop kick? That's the best tag team finisher since the Doomsday Device. That man. is that is a very good. He used finisher. that. He used that in the Indies with Chris Hero, when they were the kings of wrestling. A little indie pop trivia there. WWE has this thing where they take two foreigners, turn them heel, and put them in a tag team. Yeah, is Tyson Kidd a foreigner? He's from Canada. He's Canada. Isn't oh, he? Yeah. Or yeah, his, I think so. Or his 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 gimmick is Canadian. I think yeah yeah. So it's it's nice to see them get work, and after that we had the Rikishi because the Usos stayed in the ring after they lost into the city. I missed that. I didn't see that. Oh, you know why I missed? I missed half a raw. I watched Better Call Saul instead, and then I caught <laughs> the ass end of the show. I ah uh, ass end Rikishi's ass end because literally literally <laughs> the, the whole the whole tribute video they they literally might as well. It, don't say, don't say. They might as well inducted his ass into the hall. Of no, fame. just, just don't say that. Just, That's an overplayed joke. No, no, just, just stink face, not his ass. Just stink face. The move, okay. stink face, should be in the hall of fame because literally that's all they showed. It was like he was a tag team champion in a, in a contender, but stink face, stink face. Did you stink face this guy? He stink face. I mean, he sure did. Does does I want to save this for news? But screw what we're talking about right now. Does Kishi deserve to be in the hall of fame? You wanted to save it for what? The news segment. Are we doing a news segment? You know, the dirt sheets. Oh. Okay. Does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. You think so? Yeah. He actually... The stink face is not his finisher. He actually is an awesome finisher. No, I know it's not his finisher, but... It's Samoan Spike pile driver. That thing's awesome. Ooh, that sounds interesting. I gotta, I gotta go back and... You don't know what it is? I didn't watch back then. Oh, yeah. Okay. So basically, yeah, two sick. two things Rikishi will go down in history for: it's stink faced and being tossed off the hell in a cell into a truck. And, 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 being too so, cool. And being oh yeah, too cool. The dancing. Dancing with too cool. With uh, Scotty too hottie. Yeah. And Grandmaster <laughs> Sexay. I hope I hope Scotty too hottie and the Grandmaster Sexay come out at the Hall of Fame induction and do a dance. I mean, if if they do that, then I'll change my mind and say Vakishi. You don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame? I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. All right, you're mad disrespectful. Was he he ever the guy? You're a child. Was he ever? He never even. You're a summer child. You don't have to be the guy to get into the Hall of Fame. Okay, that would be like. Is Doink the Clown in the Hall of Fame? No. 
Okay. But do you see this in other sports? Paul Bearer is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, because he was an amazing manager, and he, 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 <clears throat> without him, the Undertaker would not have been as successful. Arguably. Booker T. Is in the Hall of Fame. Five-time champion. But was he the guy? For well, for WCW he was. But I mean, man, I could just list off guys who I don't think were the guy that are in the Hall of Fame. Really, that would take a long time, though. You don't have to be the guy, but you need to have some credibility. And I just Rikishi, How does he not have he's, credibility? He's known for sticking his ass in people's faces and dancing. Should Brodus Clay go in the Hall of Fame? No, he never did that. Brodus <laughs> Clay sucked, man. Rikishi was awesome. I loved Rikishi when I was a kid. How was his in-ring work? Rikishi? Yeah. It's really good. Was it? Yes. I mean, for a big man, I can see him moving for around. For a big man, good. he was good. I'll go back in the network and watch some of his matches, but as of right now, just watching that package and seeing what they had to say about him, I don't okay. think he should be. So, in there. as of watching the package and never having seen Rikishi before, you don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame? Well, okay. The whole package. That's a hell of a defense you have. There. I mean, if if you don't know Macho Man Randy Savage, which everyone does, seems to not a wrestling fan, you see that package and you just go, you believe it. Like this guy deserves to be there. That package put together. Okay. All right. I get it. It's a silly package with the sting face. I get it. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Nevertheless, he's in. So congratulations. I'm. Mean, I'm. It's gonna be. It's gonna be cool seeing the Usos induct him. I mean, good for them. And yep. you know what? Good for Rikishi. Congrats. You brought us the Usos, and the Usos are. I. I do like the Usos. <laughs> like Damian Mizdow. Um. Did you watch? That quote unquote match with Sinkara? I, I think it was Sinkara. I was watching Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. So basically the match the match was dumb. Uh the whole story was Miz um yep. on on the mic in a in a, 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 a producer's chair, a director's chair, um yep. antagonizing him. And this this didn't put Miz Dow over, which is okay because he's already over, but this put Miz over as a really good heel because he did a really good job just being that asshole. Because mid match he was like Sandow got knocked out. He tried to go back in the ring. He grabs the mic and goes, Ms. Dow, can you get We've me? We've already talked too long about Ms. and Ms. Dow. This should have been like 10 seconds of Ms. Dow. Well then, moving yeah. on. We had You're, a, well, we you're had, welcome. We had Axelmania come out. You didn't see you're that either, welcome. did you? As the as uh, Sandow would say, you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Um, Axelmania, what happened? Axelmania, he came out. He was in a match with uh, Dean Ambrose. I fast-forwarded through that one because I didn't care. It was like a four-minute match. Uh... What's his finisher? D- Dirty Deeds? Yep. Dirty Deeds, one, two, three. And then he starts talking about the IC title again. Bad News Barrett comes on the Jumbotron. Instead of TMZ, it's BNZ, the Bad News Zone. How funny is that? That's the funniest thing I've heard all week. What's better, the BNZ or the BDC, the Beatdown Clan? The Beatdown Clan. I don't watch TNA, so I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> Are you going into TNA? No, not yet. I mean, Bad News Barrett try is he's trying to. This is the it's the Intercontinental Championship curse. He hasn't done dick since he won the belt. He hasn't done anything. Who Eric Young? <laughs> well, he doesn't have a belt, but uh, Bad, oh, Bad, Bad News Barrett he's making this IC title look worse. So that's even possible. He's been losing matches. He's going to lose it to Dean Ambrose eventually. You know what they need to do to make it look better? What's that? Take away the white fucking strap. strap. I hate looking at it. I don't like it. It's that. an eyesore. It is an eyesore. I mean they they did that for the throwback. They did that they did that for the throwback. But 
it just doesn't look good. Cody Rhodes did it, and he was he was Cody Rhodes was the last Intercontinental Champion that actually meant something. Don't ever call him Cody again. <laughs> well, we we had we had more of that on Raw. Christian, I like these I like these segues. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, again, the in the in ring story story again. This segment shouldn't be too long because Goldust and Stardust are stale acts. But go on. It's the stale acts and the yeah. in-ring, the in-ring story was stupid. But the behind the scenes, it got, it got physical and moved up from last. We got physical with a push. Now we're get we're getting at 50, 50 minutes right now, so we probably about ten minutes left. Let's get into some TNA talk. It okay. Is wait, wait, wait. I want to say about Goldust and Stardust first. Go for it. What kind of, how fucked up did this tag team get? Where Goldust is the straight man in this, where he has to be the voice of reason. No comment. I don't know. Yeah. It, it just seems... My, my main fear is that after WrestleMania, and I'm not supposed to talk about that, that Cody Rhodes will stay as Stardust. And I want My to- main fear is needles. I, like, freak out every time I have to get a shot at the doctor. <laughs> every time, man. Like, I, I cried last time I had to go. I'm not a fan of needles either. That's why I don't get They're a flu awful. shot. Okay. Moving on. Okay, 10 Seconds of TNA. I know it's called 10 Seconds of TNA, but honestly, this time I'm going to push it a little more to about two minutes. So, Christian, you don't have to clock that me. Sounds, that doesn't sound catchy. I'm running the timer. You're running the timer? All right. Three, two, one, go. TNA, we had lockdown. We had a, uh, Bobby Roode and Eric Young as a good match. Uh, main event, Axel and... Uh, fuck, whatever. Screw it. I'm just talking about it. The main event <laughs> was Team Angle and the Beatdown Clan in a... Six sides of steel, lethal lockdown. If you know what that is. Are you waiting for an answer for yeah, me? Yeah, I'm not talking about TNA. I don't know anything anymore. Okay, you don't know anything anymore. So it was a pretty good match. I had um, Aries, Angle, Gunner, and Lashley versus MVP, Kenny King, Loki, and Samoa Joe. The ending had Team Angle winning with Angle and Angle putting someone in a submission. Aries putting someone in a submission. What submission? I don't know the names. I think it was the ankle lock and his like last last <laughs> chance. You don't know the name of the ankle lock. And I know the name of it, but I didn't know who he put it on. So he put it, the ankle lock, last chancery, and whatever the hell Gunner did. And um, then um, Lashley speared someone and got the pin. It was actually a pretty good finish. Um, the Bobby Roode Eric Young match, good in ring work. And the build up, the the match didn't really pay off for the build up, but this feud isn't over. And uh, Roode and Young can certainly work because they know each other oh too well. But the main thing I want to talk about was I mentioned earlier with Jeff Hardy, his bump. Him and Matt Hardy faced Abyss and James Storm for a tag team title in Six Sides of Steel. Um, the Revolution, as they are called. Uh, last Who's the Revolution? Um, rude, not Rude, uh, Storm and Abyss went over the Hardys. And... Matt Hardy was beaten up on the outside. This is one thing I didn't like about Lockdown. Like, in, in the cage, they had this opening for the cameras, and people were pulling guys through the hole onto the floor and beating them up. Like, like they pulled out Matt Hardy and beat him up. Now, shouldn't he win because his feet touched the floor? And the steel cage is designed to keep people in. And even the announcers said, Taz said this. You know, if you get outsmarted by Taz, that is a problem. He said, this kind of defeats the purpose of the cage. Which it did. And we lost Christian. So Christian's not part of this segment, but he'll call back. Um, so Jeff Hardy took this killer bump where he was on the top of the cage and Rude climbed up with a um, cowbell he carries around. And he was 
He opened the door. He slipped. Nuts on the door. Cowbell to the back of the head. Hardy falls off the cage. Back bumps on the steps. And lands on the floor. Now, this was in the news. And it just looked vicious. He fell at least six to eight feet. Hit the floor. And when it hit his back, this smacked the stairs. It just looked like it hurt like a bitch. Willie T. Yep. Did yours just cut out? Yeah, I cut out, but I kept going because you don't care about TNA, so I just kept talking about the Hardy bump. Okay. Y- you missed it, but we're moving on. Jeff my- Hardy's pregnant. Jeff Hardy's pregnant. My my two minutes are up. So, but can we, can we just not talk about TNA, but talk about Jeff Hardy? No. I hate Jeff Hardy. How do you... But, uh, okay. You want... No. You're calling Sasha Banks a crap. Crackhead. Jeff Hardy's a crackhead. Yeah, oh, he's a total crackhead. But wouldn't you crackhead if you took all those bumps? Wouldn't you be a crackhead if you took all those bumps and just had to deal with the pain? Crackhead before he's you know, started taking those big bumps. I guess that's reasonable. I mean, he came to WWE when he was, what, 18? You think he was a crackhead back then? I think so. Okay. We move on to our final segment, which, of course, is Best of the Rest. Now, Best of the Rest, um, we... Hang on, hang on. That's rests spelled W-R-E-S-T, as in wrestling. Willie T thought of that himself. Best best entrance music. Okay, you can go first. You want me to go first? There's so yeah. many. I mean, when I hear... No, nah, tri- you can only pick two at the most. Two at the most. When I, yeah. when I hear Triple H's, I love Triple H's. Wow, you just wasted one Triple H to go. I'm, oh, I'm not picking. I thought my one I'm picking. No, no, you already did. Okay. Triple H and who else? <laughs> <laughs> um, who is your other one? Triple H and who else? Um, fuck, man, put me on a spot. I'm gonna go with Sami Zayn. <sighs> wow. I love his entrance music. Whenever you hear of bup, all time, bup, though, bup, like bup, of bup. all. Yeah, it's gotta be up there. No, you can do. Uh, you can do two more because I hated both of those. I mean, I don't mind Sami Zayn's, but top of all time, it should not be on the top of all um, time list. AJ Styles from TNA. Get ready to fly. I don't even know what his was in TNA. Get ready. Okay. Uh, just look it up. It's very catchy. And I also, I love Edge, uh, Metalingus by Alter Bridge. And every time I hear Christians, it's, go! And this, his his version is so much better than the original. So I'm going to say Edge. Edge Edge's. You think you know you me? You think you know me? And on this day, I just I I I sang along to it when he was the top you on SmackDown in two thousand eight, yeah, two thousand nine, and his music it just it just fit the character so much. Uh, Christian, I love Christian's theme, the Peep Show. Christian, what are yours favorite entrance music? My favorites, top top of all time. I'll start with. Okay, so my favorites all time. Can you hear me, Willie T? Yeah, I got you. Favorites of all time. I'll start with Sabu. ECW. Sabu? Yeah, amazing. You're, you're amazing. dissing mine, and you're going to go with Sabu. Do you even know Sabu's entrance? I'm going to look it up right now. And music? I'm going to look it up right now and see if we can play. So you just shat on mine, and you don't even know what it sounds like. Because it just, it's just not what I expected. Sabu theme. Let's see how this goes. You know, you might not be able to hear it, it's, but the people will. That's what's important. Anyway, that, what's next? Continue. 
So I'm gonna play the Sabu theme. Christian, tell me if you can hear this. We got the title screen up full volume. You might not be able to, but whatever. I honestly, I'm starting to agree with you. I can't hear it. Can't hear it. How do you like it? Oh shit, the horn. Yeah. You know what, Christian? What? I don't know why I ever dealt with Yeah, I know. Maybe this should be our I don't know anyone does. Yeah, I'm down. Nah, it's a little too, like, badass. Yeah, okay, not a bad pick. So you got that, you got Kurt Angle, who else you got? I didn't pick Kurt Angle. Alright, so, Sabu, Chris, Chris Benoit, that's right. Ben Alright. Benoit, what about Benoit? Benoit, it just got, comes in slow, hits hard, doesn't stop. Badass, badass theme song. Does fit, did fit the character, the main thing about it. Fits the character, fits the character extremely well. Along with Sabu, along with uh, Edge. Set this rabid wolverine, it sounds, you know, like some thing a rabid wolverine would walk out to now you had to okay number th all right number three on the list gonna have to go with kurt angle yep just amazing amazing theme song and especially with what the crowd did with it yeah the you suck he owned it man he owned it. he owned it he owned it did you know that it wasn't originally his theme whose was it you know do you know who the whose was it the, the patriot the Patriot was a character who uh, rivaled. I don't know who. He rivaled uh, Canadian, the heel Canadian Bret Hart. He was uh, in a main event with Bret Hart for the title in '97 uh, before Shawn Michaels took oh. away the screw job. Interesting. Yeah, like he came out with the and I was just like Kurt Angle. And I'm just, I'm just so glad you've sang every theme song that's been named. I was glad. Because I would have never known what Kurt Angle's theme song was if you didn't refresh my memory there right oh christian you're such a wise ass <laughs> <laughs> all right number four none of, these aren't in order or not in any particular order like, yeah no like not best in any particular of the order. rest so at the end of the day you have to pick one my one is one edge. above all the rest my 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 one above the rest is edge um number four which you're gonna have to listen to after this because i know you don't know it is Kevin Steen's theme song, or Kevin Owens, as you know him. He was in the Indies. It's called Unsettling Differences. One of the most badass theme songs I've ever heard. Just best, absolutely best theme song in the Indies, hands down. I'd say... Well, let's give it a listen. Hang on. I'll play it. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, it might have been me in the other room with the connection. The lyrics are creepy as hell. Alright, I paused it. I know yeah. you're a big fan of uh, El Generico's original one, too. Yeah, Olay? Yeah. His original one? Yeah. I don't think I've ever mentioned that to you. Oh, I, yeah, no, you mentioned me on the way to uh, Rhode Island. You used to listen to El Generico's. Oh, did I? Yeah, or Connecticut, whatever the hell we were. Oh. So, okay. Um, 
if you want to name a few more, go for it. We have the time. But and I mean, if day, I have to do the top of all time, it's absolutely stone cold. When that glass hits, when you hear the glass, it's your ass. That's the top of all time. That's it. A very, I'm not going to debate that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can't, you can't even debate it. Like Stone Cold just no. has the most badass entrance music of all time. It might not be my favorite, but if we're talking about fitting the character. And the most, it's just the most badass entrance music, you know? All right, do you want, do you want to go worst? Worst? You can just pick, like, one or two. Right? I made, yeah, yeah, we'll do one or two. I don't even have, a, like, four on my list for worst. Immediately, I think of the Boogeyman. Boogeyman? I like the Boogeyman. I like the Boogeyman. I just don't like his music. Uh, Cesaro's with the sirens is awful. Oh, God. And Seth Rollins. I hate his. It's like Seth Rollins is not even identifiable. Like, it's the same exact thing as the Ascension. It's just... That guitar riff just going over and over again. It's nothing, you know, nothing that really stands out. I I don't like how Daniel Bryan used Ride of the Valkyries. I love it. I love that song. But, I mean, it it fits him. It works. It got over. I didn't think for a second it would get over. But the more, like, the guitar riff type and, like, the Rocky type, it got over. And it's working for him. So, I mean, prove me wrong. All right. That's all I got. Christian, want to wrap this shit up? All right. Uh, yeah, uh, stay in school, um, take your vitamins, and eat minerals. Yeah, you know all the links, you know all the what's not, so you can yeah. just go there. Follow and... me at WilliamTarashuk, WillieT.com. You, know, you want to spell my last name, Christian? Uh, T-A-R-A-C-H-U-S-K. S-H-U-K, close enough. Is that close? That's close, that's close. close How do you spell it? Clo- T is in Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. So yeah, you can find us on Twitter, find us on Facebook. All the S-H-U-K. All the sites. Uh, you can check out stuff I wrote. Uh, Canderson, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, see you next week.